Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome back to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we will be giving a history on uh, Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger. We will be reviewing Season 1, Episode 19, The Long John Flap, and Season 1, Episode 20, The Army-Navy Game. Uh, Klinger, uh, one of uh, the last characters I think we really have to talk about, played by Jamie Farr. Uh, yeah. quite, quite an interesting character. I love, yeah, he's a great character. Um, it says in a, a book that I'm looking at, um, the MASH book, it says that he thinks it's necessary for the morale of the MASH unit. Both Henry Bla McLean Stevenson, who played Henry Blake, and Harry Morgan, who plays Sherman Potter, wondered what was going to happen next and looked forward to it. The man obviously is a genius, they said. So what Corporal Klinger did is he pretended to wear dresses to get out of the army. Or many other things. Hmm. He did some pole sitting. Yeah. He um, ate a whole salami one time, I remember. He tried to eat a Jeep. He tried to eat a Jeep. He tried to get out by being overweight. <laughs> I think that was probably the salami. That was, um, I think. He tried to get out by being underweight. He wore a, like a rubber reduction suit that he was going to try and sweat his way out of the army on. Um, every chance he gets, he tries to... Uh, his mother died, his sister's pregnant. Yeah. His yeah, he keeps getting all these fake letters from home about half the family dying, half the family <laughs> being pregnant. Uh, both Colonel Blake and Colonel Potter keep records of those, though, so those don't work. Um, once he pretends to be the Queen of the Nile. Hmm. I'll have to watch. I, yeah. I don't remember that one. That's uh, an April Fool's one where Colonel Potter's old friend comes in acting as a colonel. And uh, he promises Klinger to take him home. And then Klinger says something about, Oh good, I get to go home and see my mummy. <laughs> mummy. <Yeah. laughs> um, there's another one where Klinger pretends to be home in Toledo. Which almost works, except then right at the end, Colonel Potter is filling out the paperwork, and he says rank, and, corp and uh, Klinger says, Corporal. Corporal. Ha! Ah. Gotcha! <laughs> Soldier! And then rips up the paperwork. And he pretended to be Dorothy, where mm -hmm. he had Toto in his basket. basket. <laughs> um, there was one time where I think it was one of the Marx brothers made an appearance on the show. Oh. The, I don't know. Harpo's the silent one. Yeah, I think it was him. I could be wrong, but it was a guy with shorter guy, curly blonde hair. Yep, that would be Harpo. Yeah. And, and he um, just talks with a horn. Except oh. in this episode, he the guy He's was well. talking, and he was, like, legitimately crazy. <laughs> he's doing mess tent duty with Klinger, and he's interviewing people with the soup <gasps> okay, spoon. now I remember. Yeah. And Klinger says he's really crazy. He's trying to shoot down an enemy glider. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. Colonel Potter actually gives that guy a section eight, and Klinger says, while you're at it, why not just fill out two? And then the guy fires off more rounds. Um, what else? 
there's one episode where it's a winter episode. The minefield is blowing up. Klinger is regularly on uh, patrol duty. So he's outside at the time, and he goes deaf from the concussion. Okay. Which would have gotten him out, except it was a non-permanent injury. Uh. So <laughs> they're making all sorts of noise, and he goes, Hey, what do you think I am, deaf? <laughs> um, yeah, lots of schemes. Right, and it's just fun to watch his character and how yeah. it develops. Originally, yeah. they had his character play um, with a lisp and a little bit more feminine mm -hmm. and they had to reshoot the first episodes because it just wasn't working and yeah. the director said well how would you play it and he mm -hmm. said i'd play it straight mm -hmm. heterosexual male acting very much like a man but completely in women's clothing except yes. for the time in that episode where he's naked yeah yeah <laughs> we talk about that in that episode so um yeah, so they changed it, and good thing they did, because that's what makes Klinger who he is. He yeah. says he brought a lot of his own personality into who Klinger is. Mm -hmm. uh, some interesting little mini factoids. Um, he was the first character not from the movie or the book. So Klinger was a completely new character, meant to be a one-off, but because of how the cast and the crew and the audience connected with him, he stayed on. He stayed on. <laughs> um, there's another MASH podcast out there, so a shout-out to you guys if you happen to find us. It's called the MASH 4077th Podcast, and uh, I like how they put it. One of the guys on there said, you know, he showed up to work one day, because he was a day-by-day, -day, like you had said, mm -hmm. and then 11 years he got to go home. <laughs> but um, in, the, in the series, he has dog takes like everybody. The difference is, his are real. He oh. actually served in the Korean War. So he wore his own dog tags? He wore his own dog tags. How cool. In the show. So if you see him wearing dog tags, those are legitimate army That's dog cool. tags. Um, what else? He's from Toledo, Ohio, very famously. Uh, loves the mud hens and um, has a plethora, according to his wiki, has a plethora of uncles he has an unnamed uncle who is a hitman he has an uncle jake uh who may have died an uncle zach who used a wedding dress to get out of world war one and uncle gus who avoided service in world war one um so it's a family tradition uncle bob <laughs> who wore women's stockings to get out of the navy in world war two an Uncle Ahmed, who could get him a job at City Hall. An Uncle Abdul, who translates uh, Arabic to English for Klinger's mother, because his mother only speaks Arabic. Um, an Uncle 71991999 in jail for counterfeiting. <laughs> an Uncle Amos, who gives Klinger sage advice. Uh, an Uncle Harry, supposedly the best whiplash lawyer in Toledo. An Uncle Eustace who is warned not to go outside, an Uncle Amir, who is an out-of-work door-to-door pita salesman, and an Uncle Schlemiel, who is a Bedouin who taught Klinger camouflage. And apparently the thing about that is Schlemiel is a Jewish word, not an Arabic word for humor. But, um, so yeah, like you say, uh, getting out of the armed services by cross-dressing was apparently a family tradition. One of his uncles kept sending him dresses. 
Oh, that's where he got. So he got so many. And he lost his entire wardrobe uh, three times during the run of the show. In here it well, says. Was on a move. The yep. mesh. Uh, yep, to buy from a group of uh, 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 ladies of the evening. Okay. Their, their uh, whatever hut so that Mash could use it as a um, operating room. Another time when he was sent up to a first aid station, he told Radar, only sell them if I don't come back. But Radar... Got rid of them. Got okay. rid of them anyway. And then, um, what is it? There's another one in here. The earliest one. Uh, if I find it, I'll mention it. Um, he... Oh, here it is. Um, there was a, a ceasefire which we're coming up to in this season. Okay. When he got rid of them. Because he didn't need them anymore because everybody was going home. But that ends up not happening. In fact, during one of the episodes we're watching today, he's going to dress regular because he thinks he's mm. going home. Yep. So... Well, he thinks he's going to die. He thinks he's going to die, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he had a wife, Laverne Esposito. Who left him? Who left him for a sausage maker. Um, he apparently had two blood types during the run <laughs> of the show. Uh, one was uh, B positive, and then another time he has the same blood type as Winchester, which is AB negative. So, don't know how that happened. Whatever works for the show. Yeah. That's what works <laughs> for us, too. Um, we never found out what Q is, because he's Corporal Maxwell Q Klinger. He becomes a sergeant. Uh, later in the series where he takes over for Radar. Okay. So when, um, what's Radar's actual name? Um, the actor. Riley. <laughs> oh, Radar. Um, no, yeah. Gary Berghoff. <laughs> Thank you. Gary Berghoff. When Gary Berghoff decides to leave the series, Jamie Farr then takes over. And I guess one of the reasons... Aside from becoming company clerk, that he actually starts dressing in army clothes, I think that's around up uh, season eight, is, I guess, uh, he didn't want his kids seeing him oh. in drag week after week all the time, so it's like, I need to get out of these. Um, and he became a character who didn't mind being in the army. No. He, he actually, that was his new family. Yeah. His wife left him, his life at home wasn't going great. And they became his family. He had, had no reason to wear the dresses anymore. Mm. Yeah. I may not have family at home no more, but I got family here. Um, in the end... Let's see here. In the end, we end up seeing uh, Klinger fall in love with a Korean. Korean woman. Oh, yeah. They get married at the end of the series. Didn't they have a spinoff? Not those two, but apparently he was in Aftermash. And I think he had her yeah. as a wife. Yep. Yeah. yeah. According to the wiki, they were together in there. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, they stay in Korea for a while as uh, Sun Lee tries to find her family. Once she does, once they do, um, then they move back, but his family has uh, disowned him for marrying a Korean. Uh, something like he ends up turning to a life of petty crime to try and support them. Uh, he gets caught, and then he strikes a deal where he goes to help Colonel Potter uh, at the hospital that Potter is okay. now working. So that's how they get together in that show, Aftermath, which I really like to 
see. I just don't know where, if it's I available. I remember anywhere. seeing it years ago uh-huh. when it just came out. Yeah, because it, you know I'm a little older than you, but yeah, <laughs> I remember when it just came out yeah. and it was a little corny. Yeah, I remember watching mm. it and thinking. Yeah, this is kind of corny. Yeah, I don't you know, think it, it lasted very long. It didn't have the reality factor that mm-hmm. MASH had. It was much more of just a regular American You know, with the laugh tracks and the... Right. Yeah. But, um... Klinger is constantly in trouble for his shenanigans. He's constantly picking up KP duty in the kitchen uh, guard duty well, he likes duty. to fight with um, Zelmo's ale yes <laughs> Sergeant Zale. Zelmo's ale um, so that ends up getting him in trouble a lot uh, what else he has a number of get rich quick schemes from time well, to time well they all have that yeah but they, his a are a little bit of everyone has where they're going to get rich quick mm-hmm. shoe salesmen and suit Radar, salesmen and yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, what else about Klinger? I mean, he is behind Margaret and Hawkeye. He's one of the longest-running characters in he's the show. He's known for his nose. Also. He's known for his nose. He that has a d- very distinct. <laughs> in in one episode, he says, "My family used to have small noses, and then one of my relatives in the past spit in the." Uh, village witch's eye and ever since then we've been growing them like this <laughs> yeah um yeah which makes his character even that much funnier or that much mm-hmm. you know because of wearing the dresses and you know he'll come unshaven <laughs> mm-hmm. um notably of all of his schemes the one that probably worked the least well for him in my mind is where Sidney Friedman, the first time we see him, I think, in his in an official capacity, he comes down to uh, 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 analyze Klinger, and he says, all right, you'll get your wish. Here are the papers, and he hands them over, and it says that Klinger's a transvestite and a homosexual. And Klinger says, I'm not any of those. Well, if you sign that document, you're you out of the out. army but you'll be that for the rest of your life. I'm not any of those. I'm just crazy. (laughs) So that doesn't work very well, but then that's a running joke between Friedman and Klinger. Um, And really, Klinger is probably as well known across the theater of war as Margaret, but for different reasons. Like, he sends autographed pictures of himself to generals... In one episode, I know he said he sent, like, uh, candy to MacArthur. I don't yeah. remember that. I'll yeah. have to watch for that a little so closer. So, a lot of the brass around Korea knows no, about Klinger because, oh yeah, trying to get on a psycho, <laughs> eh, Klinger? Um, which, uh, him dress- being in dresses comes across in one of the... Uh, episodes is a nice little funny way for it to end. We'll talk about that in the second episode this week. Yeah, Klinger is just a fun character in the midst of all this. And the the one thing that's actually not a scam with him is how much he loves his mom. Mm-hmm. We see that in one early episode, he's wearing a bandana yes. that gets him in a oh. fight with Frank. And mm-hmm. he says, my mom gave me this. It's good luck. Right. And so he won't take it off. And then throughout the series, it's just he loves his mom 
they they were gonna get everybody together back home for a party. And they didn't want Klinger's mom um, to, to know, know that he was in the army in Korea, because right. he said that he was he kept uh, emailing her snapshots of him at Fort Dix, right? And um, he didn't want her to know so that she wouldn't worry. And uh, so yeah, they get up a fake Fort Dix sign and take a picture in front of it and. But his mother already I knew. knew. She yeah. knew, so mothers can't be tricked. But mm-hmm. it was, that's a great episode, though. Yeah, but you know, this, because you get to hear a little bit more of all their families yeah. as their families get together. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Klinger, great character, a lot to him, and that's why he ended up being a regular on the show after a season or two. Anything okay. else about? I know. I think Maxwell Q. Klinger, fun character. Mm-hmm. Crazy, but crazy smart. And he's a real stand-up guy, too. Right. I mean, when push comes to shove... He's there for you. He's there. So. Great. All right. Um, We're going to talk about episode 19, The Long John Flap. Uh, a cold snap has everyone trying to get their hands on Hawkeye's long underwear. It's very cold out. Everyone's freezing. They all want... So the long underwear, they switch from Hawkeye to Trapper to Radar to Cook or Chef. I'm not really sure what his name yeah. is. But <laughs> the, to Frank, to Margaret, to Klinger, to Father Mulcahy, to Henry, Colonel Henry Blake. And what happens after that to the underwear, we'll talk about at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, something worth noting just up front. Uh, if you watch this episode, it is like in the winter or at least a very cold snap either during fall or spring. The episodes bookending this one are during the warm time of the year. That happens a lot in MASH, so. But as we pointed out, they must be, it's like Wisconsin. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes and it'll it'll change. change. It could be. They are on a peninsula. All right. All right. So. Um, Margaret's hair was down. Yeah. That's something that comes up regularly in our podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's different Margarets, and today her hair was down. Mm-hmm. Um, it, throughout the episode, we see people uh, scavenging whatever they can to throw into stoves to try and heat things up. Radar throws in a bunch of paperwork <laughs> right at the beginning. Colonel Blake says, I hope that wasn't anything important. Don't worry, sir. It was just orders rescinding orders that were never sent out. <laughs> uh a little bit after that in the next scene, Trapper is busting up a stool. Yes. And then throwing playing cards into the stove. In fact, that's how Trapper gets the long underwear from Hawkeye. He has a cold, he- so he's <laughs> coughing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how Trapper got the underwear. And then he was playing a game of poker and lost them to Radar, mm-hmm. and Radar had a choice. <laughs> there was a girl who would go back to his room with him. All he had to do was share the long underwear, or the chef made a, wrote it down. Rack of a lamb. A rack of lamb with mint juleps. I don't know what uh, mint dressing. juleps are, but. Yeah. <laughs> with mint jelly. Uh, yeah. Mint jelly. So Radar took the, um, the cooks, the chefs, <laughs> trade. Yeah. You know. uh, the chef lost them to Frank because Frank was going well, to demote him. Well, yeah, so he offered them. Actually, he said, look what showed up in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Just take them. Because Frank was going to demote him for, for, the, his, yeah. for his messy, messy kitchen. Yeah. 
Frank lost them to Margaret. Would you well. like to guess how? <laughs> yeah, and again, not really lost them, but... Frank, how much do you love me? <laughs> Leave your wife. I can't do that, Margaret, but how about these? <laughs> and she got them. She said, yeah. Frank, get out of uh -huh. here, but not until you give me the underwear. Yeah. Clinger stole the underwear from Margaret. Only after trying to <laughs> hold Frank uh, up. Yeah, he held his gun at him. Yeah, he was on guard duty in a little night dress, little cocktail dress. And, uh, yeah. So he Give held me the like, long underwear. I don't have them! <laughs> so then you see Margaret kind of uh, getting ready to change into them. And then well, Margaret I, was the only one that cleaned them, I'd like to point out. She oh, washed really? them and was hanging them. That's oh, why they that's, were hung. Okay, I never caught the that. The guys didn't seem to mind. They well, just no. put them on. They don't care what. Everybody has Margaret fleas. Who cares? <laughs> actually washed them and hung them up to dry. And then you see a bayonet at the end of a gun come in and lift the <laughs> hanger that they're on. But then Klinger, as we were talking about, mm -hmm. guilt got the better of him, yep. and he couldn't steal. So he went to Father, did a small confession, and left the underwear with Father Mulcahy, mm -hmm. who, after wearing them for a night, mm -hmm. went in to turn them into Colonel Blake, mm -hmm. who, again, mm -hmm. had to wear them yeah. while he was <laughs> conducting his, his, search, into his who. search on who they belonged to, when... He suddenly had uh, an acute case of appendicitis. He had pain in his, as he called it, abdomen. Yeah. Abdomen. Yeah. It'll be all right once I throw up. Yeah. So tr Hawkeye was going to cut the underwear off. <laughs> no. No. Henry, don't I haven't even touched you. No. Save the underwear. <laughs> and then, as a thank you, he gave them back to Hawkeye. At which point we're at the end of the episode and Trapper starts coughing and and everyone tra and radar. radar starts coughing because they thought that would help them get the underwear back. <laughs> Another no, funny no. a funny point was Radar went over the loudspeaker and said, "Would like you to know that um, Colonel Blake's surgery went fine. He's doing well." They're in tears. And they saved the underwear. Yay! <laughs> 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 yeah. So, you know, what's important in life? <laughs> <laughs> Being warm. Oh, yeah. Good episode. Yeah, very good. Very mm -hmm. humorous and just kind of um, like what... At the very beginning, Henry is writing a letter to the quartermaster, gratefully acknowledging the receipt of the summer mosquito netting mosquito mm -hmm. and the summer uh, underwear or shorts, something like that. Cotton. And cotton shorts. And it's just one of the many episodes throughout the series where it's kind of trying to show the incompetency of the army supply system. I get our summer stuff in winter and the winter stuff in the summer, which yeah. I want to point out also that the underwear were double weave <laughs> woolen underwear. They, they were soft, apparently. Apparently. Everyone had to feel them. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um,. I don't have a lot else on this one. Yeah, just there isn't really a whole message or anything. Because no. Because it was just more about the how the underwear mm. traveled through the, the camp. camp. Yeah. Yep. Very funny. Definitely one you should watch. Uh, the next one, the Army-Navy game. Also a very, very funny episode in my opinion. Uh, what? The basic synopsis is 
Uh, it's going to be the classic Army Navy game that's being broadcast over Armed Forces Radio Network. And as uh, Hawkeye Trapper, two nurses, Radar, Father Mulcahy, and Colonel Henry Blake are all gathered in Henry's office, all of a sudden shelling starts. And so now the camp is thrown into uh, kind of locking down and trying to protect everybody, get all the patients safe. And uh, Henry gets injured, and then while they're all in post-op trying to get Henry patched up, another bomb falls and doesn't explode. So now there's a large unexploded bomb in the middle of the compound, right outside of uh, the main building, and so this creates a whole different scenario in camp. Apparently the shelling goes down, uh, or abates, but they still have this large unexploded bomb right in the middle of the compound. So we see Frank and Margaret sharing some champagne. Well, they called to see who the bomb belonged to. Well, yep. Throughout During this, they end up calling uh, the army to see if the bomb belongs to them. It doesn't. doesn't. They call the navy to see if the bomb belongs to them. It doesn't. doesn't. In between all this, we see Margaret and Frank sharing some champagne. Margaret's we hair see, is down. We see... Um, uh, we see Radar putting the moves on nurses. And Very she successfully. Yes. 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 When you he, think you're going to die, apparently <laughs> that's something you like to do. I don't know. Yeah. He, he, he proposes to the nurse, I was wondering if you'd like to go and check out the supply tent with me. And she went. I really wish I could wink right now. Klinger <laughs> uh, goes to see Father Mulcahy. He walks in. Father? Yes, my son? It's me, Corporal Klinger. Klinger! You're wearing a suit. <laughs> and that's how he came into the army. <laughs> this is the suit I was drafted in. I wasn't going to wear it until the day I left, but with that bomb out there, I figure this is the last thing that people will see me in. Unless it don't go off. Then I'll be back in dresses so fast, it'll make your rosary melt. Sorry, Father. In fact, Radar sees him and says, I think I know your sister. <laughs> <laughs> um... And what else? Then the Navy comes back, says that it's the CIA's bomb, but they can't give a lot more other than it's a, what is it, like a two-piece clockwork mechanism. Uh, the Navy does end up being able to give Henry instructions on how to disarm the bomb. So then Hawkeye and Trapper end up going out to disarm With the mattresses. Thing. With mattresses. <laughs> With, you know, because mattresses are going to make all the difference <laughs> in the world when you're facing off against a six-foot-tall bomb. But um, Blake is over behind a sandbag, in a sandbag, like, bunker, relaying instructions to him. And as is the case with every scenario where instructions are being given, he reads part of a line and stops, and it's, Cut. Now cut the wires. Clip, clip. After removing the fuse, <laughs> Trapper oh, puts the crap. stethoscope back on, listens. <laughs> we have two <laughs> minutes to get out of here. Let's go. And they run and like dive pretty quick, and it blows up, and it ends up being a propaganda bomb. A propaganda bomb. Laura guessed that one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's the basic synopsis. Some really funny parts during the episode when they call the... What did the, the, the yeah. slip say? I was going to write it down. I didn't. Um, MacArthur said surrender? 
yeah, surrender, you have no chance of winning. Something like Something that. Something like that. Handy that it was in English. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they read that and it's like, oh, great, no, drop it on the Allies. But uh, other funny things, uh, some quotes that I really liked out of this episode. At fr- uh, Back at the beginning of the episode, Colonel Blake asks Hawkeye, are you scared? And Hawkeye says, of course not, I'm too frightened to be scared. When they're helping all the wounded back into their beds in post-op, Trapper's helping, I think it's Trapper, helping one of them back into bed and Clinger's there, and the guy says, Doc, yeah? Why does my nurse need a shave? Which isn't the first time that somebody says that. Yeah. Um, The army guy that they call says, you need to stay in place. The whole sector is being shelled hard. Call me back. At halftime. Yeah, yeah, not if you right don't, away. I'll understand. And it did say we have to evacuate immediately, but call me back after halftime. Mm-hmm. He said, "Stay in place." Oh, the army guy said, "Stay in place." The navy guy, guy said, said, "Evacuate." Hoist anchor okay. and get out of there. Okay. But the army told us to stay. What do they know? They just <laughs> fumbled losing. at their own yeah. one yard line. It's all about the football game for everyone else yep. except the people in MASH who can't watch the football game. Well, can't listen to well, it because to they're it. in crisis mode. Um, we also end up seeing Radar and with Colonel Blake at one point. He's having a cigar and drinking with uh, Colonel Blake. Right, rare. Uh, also, we see Ugly John in this episode. Him, Trapper, and Hawkeye are out in the compound in that little uh, sandbag bunker. Playing, oh, playing, playing cards. cards. I love the money now, reference. Here you re- remind me again how much these are worth. For the last time, the red are, or the white are worth $5,000, the blue are worth $10,000, and the red are worth $25,000. Well, a what? whole stack is a million, and we'll settle for half at the end. What happens if we don't die? Well, then the whites are worth 25 cents, the blues are worth 50 cents, and the reds are worth a dollar. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. all. I also love that part. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, and they were playing not with their usual set of people. Like we said, Ugly John was playing Trapper, Hawkeye, and a patient. Oh, that's... I think it was a patient. He had, had well, his no, head that's all wrapped a, up. That's a different point. Oh, Okay. That, I think that's actually no. You're thinking of in the previous episode. Oh, that's the that game where that's where Radar wins the oh, long jumps. Sorry, yeah. Like I well, say, this one a it's warm weather. Oh yeah. B they're in later. the sandbag bunker. Uh-huh. So they're outside. But yeah, you're thinking of uh, the poker game yeah. inside when Radar won the long johns from the previous episode. I just thought it was funny that just a, a random patient. You know they they don't look at rank or no. success or yeah you know anyone that wants to give us your money come on <laughs> in yeah equal opportunity yeah right um what's the last thing the last thing I have to say is the way that the episode ends is everything's kind of getting back to normal the propaganda bomb went off the shelling stopped so it's all back to normal at Mash uh, Radar decides to try his line on uh somebody a in a dress sexy little. Yeah. Nurse that was hanging up her her holes, yeah, nylons. <laughs> Ma'am, I have something I need to uh, confess to you. Turn and then Klinger turns around. Yeah, what is it? I'll tell you later. <laughs> so apparently, uh, Radar was a little overconfident and um, didn't realize it was Klinger. <laughs> yeah, it was a great ending. It was. 
Any um, other comments about... Again, no main message, like no. it wanted to touch on something in society or something, just a fun episode to watch. Yeah. I mean, if, um, if anything, again, a little bit of maybe... Oh, there's, there's Ryan. Ryan. So there's uh, my daughter. Time to eat. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, li- maybe a little commentary. You know, not not a big message, but maybe a little commentary on, like, the CIA had its own bombs, and Colonel oh, Blake actually yes. says they don't like to share their business with any. Or no, it's the Navy guy. They don't like to share their business with anybody. Um, oh, and how um, they had their summer things in the winter, and they got winter things in the, the summer, summer, so and no place to store anything because it is a mass unit so they have to be mobile mm-hmm. so they can't have tons of stuff around well the again the summer stuff was in the last episode uh, yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> but just it, saying no messages oh yeah. yeah as far as that kind of a carryover the army's a little bit incompetent they didn't know <laughs> whose bomb it was which you would think that everyone right it, you should know but um, especially since it wasn't offshore shelling oh, from the Navy, right. it was onshore, as far as I know. Um, yeah, just a f- another funny little episode. Yes. It's a really neat one. Um, you see that rivalry between Army and Navy get really intense in this episode, just because of how everybody back at HQ is intent on the game. I, one more thing that I enjoyed that I mm-hmm. um, yeah. was Frank Burns. He's as soon as uh, Henry Blake was hurt, Frank Burns mm. was going to be in charge. Yeah. I'm in charge, and so Hawkeye said, "Okay, there's the bomb. Here's the stethoscope. Now go see if there's any markings on the bomb and see what how yeah. you know how it's ticking." <laughs> Frank is okay. I just need to compose myself. I just a minute need before to stand crisis. Here. Right. See, all better. <laughs> he tipped right over. So guess who ended up doing it? Yeah, Trapper and Hawkeye do yeah. like uh, rock, paper, scissors. Hawkeye <laughs> loses. Trapper goes, the uh, black parts of the stethoscope go in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> right. And thought it was funny also that he wore his socks out there. No taking any no chances. No shoes. No ex- extra vibrations. Yeah. Um, so. I guess only one more thing that... That does kind of bring out to me about this episode. Hawkeye, his character. He's never afraid to face danger if it means saving other people. Because he did go out there and willingly... I mean, you know, they, they still drew straws and that... Do you think that's the difference, though, between having... I mean, he has his dad at home. Mm-hmm. But having family at home and not having family? I'm not sure. That's you know, he question. has he yeah. doesn't have that fear of, I'm not going to go home to my child. That's true. You know, because he does this in more than this episode. He no, does it a lot. True. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking, you know, he doesn't have a family. He can take that little more risk. I like to think that Hawkeye would still be that way, even with the family. I like to think. I don't know if that would be true or not. You know, that I guess that would be something to ask Alan Alda. I guess <laughs> if, if you're you listening, see Al, Al, yeah, Alan Alda, if you're listening, could you give us a call <laughs> or email us at, at whiskeyandmash <laughs> at narclaninc.com. Let us know if Hawkeye would or not. <laughs> he had a family. We really would like to know. We would, because I'm I again personally I like to think that Hawkeye is that way, that he would, 
But he is that way because he doesn't have family. I like to think. So and let us know who's right. Yeah, I can't really <laughs> argue that point anymore. Cause, yeah, and I can't either because you, we don't know. But, you know, yeah, I mean, now having, having a, a wife child. and a child, yeah, I don't think I would take the same sort of risks as I used to. It's, just You're right. It's, and I never took, like, big risks, but I just don't see myself doing it anymore. Like, yeah. Because be now your life isn't just about you anymore. No, There's exactly. People that depend on you. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, just something to think about. Yeah, two really good uh, comedic episodes um, that I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Please watch them <laughs> and then give us your comments. We would love to hear. Let us know if there's something that we forgot to say about the episodes or that you would like to know more about or if there's a way we can improve the podcast right go over to narclaninc.com that's the website n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com um i need to revamp that this weekend it is currently july 20th in 2015 hello future people <laughs> um <laughs> but i need to get that updated because we do have a facebook account whiskey and mash so that's out there uh, you can head over to facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. That should take you to our page. And every episode that we put out there, we post to the page so you can stay current that way. All the raw MP3 files are located over at narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash. So that way you could download those if you don't do the whole podcast thing. If you do do the podcast thing, head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast application subscribe to whiskey and mash and that way you'll get every latest episode uh right when it comes out we normally release these on monday sometimes on sunday night uh depending on schedule but yeah you know on facebook send us a message send us an email and if you go out on itunes or pod your uh, a podcast app you can search for chris pullman or, or gloria ackerman and we really really would love to hear your take on it or positives mm -hmm. negatives what do you like what do you, would you like to see changed yeah so we can make those changes that's why we started doing the character bios at the beginning based someone on, said they wanted to see that here yeah because right. not everybody apparently goes around and memorizes every episode <laughs> like, of mash like i do he absolutely <laughs> does he could say line for line it's hilarious just because i laugh <laughs> five minutes before the joke happens and say the words at the exact same time <laughs> not all the or, time or, yeah because sometimes it's before they say it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well but. when alan Alden gets back to us we will let you know yeah. also don't forget to um chris reed's book because Thank he is awesome thank you that's my other podcast that i release uh most of the time tuesdays it's me reading my first novel and it's just an easier way for people to consume it uh if you like that podcast or this one the best way that you can help support either of them is to share it share it with a friend a family member somebody you know who loves mash a co-worker with an, share it with an enemy i don't mind share it with a frank burns that's fine with us um but that's really the best way you can help to support this podcast is help us grow our base uh, also give us some high reviews over on itunes and again just to reinforce one more time what gloria said give us your feedback tell us what we can do better what you like that sort of thing in the meantime right. yeah thanks for tuning in thanks we'll see you next in. week this well, has been yeah cheers cheers